Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. And we've got a big star in the house today. That's right. We're going to get to know the award-winning guitarist, Blues Hall of Fame award-winning guitarist Jeff Pitchell. Thanks for coming into the house today. Well, thanks for having me in. We're old friends. We are old friends. It's kind of funny how this has happened, right? I mean, I've always sat back and admired your work and admired your your music and your talent from afar, but now we've got a common friend circle, and so we can say we're friends. Absolutely, yeah. R- right. So talk a little bit about, um, you know, how did you get started as a guitarist and, you know, playing gigs all over? You're not just a Connecticut artist. You're a national artist, right? Yes, I, I would say so, and uh, we have toured in Europe too. So that, international, that, all yeah. right. Add that to your bio, right? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So how I started was my dad plays guitar, my mom plays piano. So growing up, I was hearing them play a lot, and then my dad showed me a few chords. And my mother's brother was from Walcott. His name was George Avak. He owned a country bar out there and he played the Grand Old Opry. His name was George Avak. Wow. And he could sing and he could play and he had a, a bar or a nightclub that he had a residency in and um, he would invite me to play with him but he would tell me do not become a musician because it's a terrible life. So um, of course I didn't listen to him. <laughs> Are you self-taught then? Well no I had, a, I had another teacher in junior high school named uh, John Sales who uh, taught 30 kids on the first day of music class, Rockin' Me Baby by Steve Miller. And then, um, so he gave my guitar playing structure and he motivated a lot of kids at Webb Junior High in Wethersfield and he won a lot of national awards for his teaching of music where he would actually form bands within the classes in seventh, eighth grade and then take those bands to other junior high schools to perform at their... uh, schools so that motivated a lot of guitar players singers drummers out of weathersfield to become professional musicians did you ever get professional training then um i would say no because uh i did do a little vocal instruction with a lady named mercedes hall in new york um her son was in the uh the movie Breakfast Club. Oh. Was it Michael Anthony Hall? I don't know. John, you, you know, he's a, he was the kid with the freckles in oh, Bre- yeah. Breakfast uh-huh. Club. Yeah. And so, yeah, his mom. Uh, did so you're pretty s- much self-taught then. Yes. So how has it been? So how many years now have you been in the in music industry? Uh, let's see, since uh, I went professional in 88. So What does that mean, going professional? Getting paid. 
<laughs> and how's that going? Good, good. I can't. I mean, I'm very fortunate to make a living on music. My father said to me, "If you get your degree, I'll support you." Uh, as a person, if you have something to fall back on. So I did get my degree from Central in elementary ed. I taught uh, fourth grade for a couple years. And uh, this agent saw me playing in Hartford. His name was Mark Gentilella. And he said to me, either you have to make a commitment to music or to teaching or they're both going to suffer. I can book you four nights a week all the way up the East Coast, all the way down to Florida. That was back in 1988. He owned a, a company called Flash Group Concerts. And so I hung up the teaching. Um, the inner city schools were very depressing, they just pushing kids along who, who were not reading at the level. It wasn't hard to walk away from that. Right. So what would you say your genre is, Jeff? I mean, I've seen you play. You're, yeah. you're such an amazing entertainer, and the energy that you put into your performances is is like none other right so what do you classify yourself as well i hate to classify myself right, but, but, but i you know i'm a musician i i played all i played in wedding bands uh i can play a lot of styles of music but the the music i love really is the blues because of bb of king and people like that where it that to me is the most sincerest art form but that doesn't mean it's the most popular so I think this Chris Stapleton guy, I think he's blues, but they're categorizing him as country. Country, you're right. So, you know, to me, it's all blues. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of artists that say it's all coming from that place, but, you know, everything we listen to is influencing us. So I'm, I'm very influenced, you know, I can be influenced pretty easily. So. And you're always recreating yourself, right? You don't yes. just stop with what you know. You keep learning, and your band keeps learning. Yes. Um, so talk about some of the people, some of the stars that you've opened for, that you've played with. You know, I was looking at the uh, the list of folks that you've you've played with, and Joe Cocker. Yep. Uh, oh, he, I opened for Joe Cocker uh, at the Hampton Beach Casino with the Shabu All-Stars. Um, he was on ironically on like 60 minutes the night before talking about his sobriety and then the next night i'm in a dressing room talking to him and he's like cheers and i'm pretty sure he was drinking so um i think that addiction and alcoholism is, is a lot easier to say you're not doing but to actually do it is a whole nother animal but that's another topic well but it's kind of taken over it's kind of part of the industry right but yeah. you know you've, you've made a real commitment to make sure that you know your band's sober yeah i mean uh I've my band is is goes to work what you do afterwards is your business but for a long time I was tolerating a lot of nonsense and said to myself this is how I feed my kids so how are you gonna how are you gonna let this person kind of smear all over everything you've worked for mm -hmm. when you're looking your kids in the eye and say this is what I'm doing for a living so I, I try to run my business like like an executive you can't work at at Aetna and show up with a beer in your hand it's not going to work right so i think there's a uh, you know today's is so competitive the music industry that yeah. that maybe back in the 60s it was actually or even when i was playing in the 80s we used to get drunk before we played i mean oh yeah th that that was that was just part of the culture i remember you know working in news we go to lunch and have a beer i mean yeah, that was just yeah. the way it but was. now it's just too competitive you can't yeah, yeah. yeah. so so you figure that out. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Jeff Pitchell, and we want to also tell you um, he's got a great website with lots of music, and you've got some merch out there. I know yeah. I have my Jeff Pitchell T-shirt. <laughs> uh, JeffPitchellOfficial.com yes. is the website. How many kids do you have, Jeff? Three. Okay, and they are what ages? 22, 20, and 24. 
21. What'd you say? So 22 is my, my daughters are 22 and 20, and my son's 24. Wow. And what do they think about dad? Uh, mixed emotions, for sure. Yeah, they think I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. And your beautiful wife, Betsy, is yeah. always at most of your performances. Very supportive. She's very yes. supportive. Yeah. And, and that really is what it takes. That's got to help you do what you do. Do you have any regrets about choosing this over your other profession? Um has it worked well? I mean, like well, you said, it's I a struggle. There's just been a lot of very, uh, very high highs and very low lows. So the highs have been, you know, very uh, fulfilling uh, monetarily and spiritually, emotionally. But the lows are, I'm not going to lie, the, the lows have been very low. So I think it takes a lot of self-esteem to be a musician and, and just know that you like yourself and that you're confident what you're delivering as a performance and let it the cards fall where they may mm -hmm. so that's the way i look at it. what's one of the high highs i would say the allman brothers inviting me to play with them at the beacon theater in new york uh, uh pl playing with bb king those were the two highs i played with the commitments on the don ima show i i I uh, had a schedule to play on Don Imus show with my own band after I played with the Commitments, but then he was fired from MSNBC for some comment he made about a basketball team. But anyway, um, yeah, those are three, just three of them, but certainly the Ulm Brothers yeah. at the Beacon was, uh, and they recorded that show. So I could say I recorded with the Allman Brothers, and only a couple months later, the drummer died and then Greg died. And to me, that was the end. And... Uh, but a lot of other stars have made albums with, with Jay Giles, toured with Jay Giles. Um, the Grateful Dead joined Jay and I for some shows out in California. Um, so I met a lot of big stars through Jay. And um, and I have to say, you know, alcohol killed Jay for sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these guys. And Charles Neville, the Neville Brothers, yeah. we, we recorded together. Clarence Clemens from Bruce Springsteen became a good friend of mine. He helped a lot of musicians. He recorded with me. He never charged me. Um just a lot of good people that were there was a generation of musicians that helped musicians coming up but now that the economy and everything in life there's nobody helping no, anybody it's it's all it's doggy each one dog. doggy dog and yeah. each one for for themselves right 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 and and you don't want to take on that attitude because i wouldn't have gotten where i am if people didn't help me out and uh didn't ask me for anything. Well, just remember that, and you help the next generation. I'm trying. Right? I'm trying okay. for sure. Yeah. Hey, tell that story. We were at a cookout the other night, and uh, you're telling the story about one of these dudes that wasn't dressed well, and another entertainer helped oh, yeah. him out. Speaking of helping out, that was a big help. Yeah, like a friend of mine was playing sax for uh, Rod Stewart. He does some some shows with us. His name's Baron, and uh, Rod Stewart hands him like forty grand and says, you know. You need some new threads. Yeah, if you're going to play on the Today Show, you got to wear some nice clothes. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder it, how much money the guy really spent on threads. Not, uh, probably not yeah. much, but that's just a way of saying, you know, I guess even Rod Stewart has the decorum of his of the guys around him, and he can, he puts the best guys around him, and I try to do the same thing. The best guys I can find who have their lives together, who are just normal people who show up and just do what they're going to do. But that's taken me 30 years to yeah. do that. And yeah. so I don't take it for granted. And that's it. The people that are around you dictate who you are, I suppose. Absolutely. I saw you playing on the beach recently. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that Musquamacut, uh series that we used to do for years has mm -hmm. become a big phenom down there. So it was like tunes on the dunes and they put you out on the beach and the weather was 
was uh, really con- conducive. So we had a great night at Musquamacut. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and speaking of threads, you're, you're pretty well dressed that day. Yeah, I kind of have a new new album. I have two albums. This current album called Playing With My Friends has a lot of uh, Jay Giles on it. It has B.B. Uh, King's daughter, uh, Rick Derringer. Uh, has a lot it has a lot of stars on it and it became number one on the blues charts in the last year and then i got I landed another record deal out of that record so i i've have that almost done i've been down in nashville working with tom hambridge he's got a bunch of grammys and i wrote a bunch of songs and recorded them down in nashville and then everybody's like hey man you, got, you gotta buy some clothes you kind of look kind of <laughs> shitty so i was like okay so i got some suits now i'm wearing suits and stuff but it makes you feel better about yourself. That it does. You're, you're when you look good, your, you do a better job. You People do. treat you better they too, do. right? They do. It, it, it's it's just all part of it. So talk a little bit about some of the gigs that you've come, got coming up okay, um, here I'm, in Jeff Petchel within Connecticut, within our reach or within a drive. What yes, do we got? Yes, this Sunday you can come see me with B.B. King's daughter and Stevie Ray Vaughan's nephew at the Fairfield Theater in Fairfield on this Sunday night. Okay, so that's today. Today, this Sunday. Yes, That's tonight. tonight. Okay, yes, all right. Yes. That's right. That's that's right. That's uh, on, uh, today, August 13th. Okay. And then um, I will be at the Madison Beach Hotel Ooh. on Thursday, uh, August 24th. Inside or out? Outside. Nice. Right on the beach. Okay. Yep. Get a room? You get a room or just come down. It's it's <laughs> it's a good one. That's packed. And then I've got uh, the legends, Steve Ravon's nephew and Claudette King, B.B. King's 15th daughter, by the way. Uh, they're going to be with me again on August 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, one show on the 25th is at the Bombex in Northampton. And the 26th is going to be the Spire Theater in Plymouth, Mass. And then we're at the Terryville Fair in Bristol. All right. Uh, on uh, the August 27th. That's a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So everybody come to the Terryville Fair. They can meet Steve Ravon's nephew, who's a great guitar player, great singer. He's uh, Jimmy Vaughn's son. Do you ever get tired? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot. You know, when you, if you've ever seen Jeff Pitchell, and if you haven't, you need to, because Thanks. the energy and the emotion and the talent that goes into a show, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, physically tired. Yeah, but you know, I learned that putting it all on the line a long time ago. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan was a big influence on me. I used to play a lot of his music. His bass player, uh, came up and did a bunch of shows with us, and he'd say, we never talked about how we played like it was the last night. It was just an unspoken rule. Mm. And uh, I do say that to my guys. Uh, sometimes I go, let's just do it like this is the last one because we just don't know. And after all the folks I lost in the last two years, yeah. you don't take it for granted. So, yeah, you're kind of like Buddy Guy said when Stevie died, Stevie played like it, this was it. Every time, like he gave it 150%. And as Buddy was saying it, he was crying, you know, because they were friends. And Stevie, like, gave his Grammy to Buddy and said, I would have never got this Grammy if it wasn't for Buddy Guy. And then Stevie dies in a helicopter crash. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you get tired, and you, but this is what you chose. So, yeah. you know, you can't have buyer's regret. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's par for the course. I think just a lot of people think it's easy. But I've been very fortunate to not have to tour and be in my kids' lives as much as a lot of my friends have. And they say to me, boy, I signed up for this. I don't know. I mean, because they're doing two, three hundred nights a year all around the world. But they have tour support and they have tour buses. And even in a luxurious lifestyle, it's still not easy. Well, and what's the trade-off? Right. Be care. You know, be careful what you wish for. Exactly. Right. And it sounds like you made a conscientious decision Correct. that you were going to be in your kids lives. So, That's you, right. you know, so that probably means staying more local. Yes. And I was able to, to have a geographical circumference that was wide enough where I didn't oversaturate, but I didn't lose my family in the meantime, mm-hmm. which which. My uncle George did three times and, and told me I would, and he, you know, had to take pills to go to sleep and pills to wake up yep. and, and all that. And you know the story. It's like you, even Steve Ray Vaughan admits if you look at their itinerary, they couldn't do it without drugs. Mm. Then they get clean, and then he gets killed in a helicopter crash. So. I mean, all these lessons are yeah. in our face. Well, there's a lot of temptations out there, you know, yes, from drugs, down, from drugs to women to, to you right, know, right. I mean, you got to just kind of stay focused on, you know, what you've got to focus on, right? You got to have easy. a higher power and a reason, a reason to be there. There you go. Everybody has a reason to be. I had guys in my band. They all they want to do was was get girls. Mm-hmm. That was their pure calling. Mm-hmm. And then when we see that, you go, well, this guy's kind of shallow. He he doesn't have a bigger purpose to be here. I got to get get rid of this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. Well, this album down in Nashville and these songs I wrote. Um, are pretty interesting because I've been on an upswing of creative energy. Really? And I just hope it doesn't go away. It's bound to dry up. But I got inspired by going to Nashville and writing some songs and working with Tom Hambridge. And then I worked with a guy named Bruce Feiner up in Hartford. And both those guys kind of shaped my songs a little bit. But the songs were somewhat uplifting and kind of comedic at the same time. So this one song I have on this new album... I just recorded was like three three of my friends call me in one day and said their girls are leaving them. They're disgusted. They, they, they're so angry at these women and they want to kill them and all this stuff because they're mad. Mm-hmm. And um, me trying to be a sensitive friend as I could be, I said at the end of the conversation, because <laughs> I said, well, what color eyes does she have? Because <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why I said what that. What color eyes? Yeah. Okay. So they're like, brown so then the next guy calls me he's upset about his girlfriend leaving him and he's going off for an hour and and then i said what color eyes does she have because he's brown okay where is this going well after the third (laughs) call i said we're color eyes because i was thinking in the back of my head this is like food for a song (laughs) you know it's like how can i channel this for something to my me? i am a compassionate person i am one of those people people turn to for their problems probably like a hairdresser or whatever musicians or bartender people turn to us for guidance or something for some reason Uh so three guys see this girl had brown eyes so i said oh my god you got the brown eye blues Ah. So I went down in my office and I wrote this song called Brown Eye Blues. And I think it's going to be unbelievable. I recorded it and it's great. It's really great. So following up on this last record that hit the charts, uh, I have this other album coming out in February 
on the Guelo Records, and it's getting promoted by the same people who got this last album on the charts. So my goal is to get another this next album on the charts, and I have plenty of original material recorded done for that. So it's all in the can. When's it coming out? Uh, February 1st. Really? Yeah, that'll be the next one. What's the name of it? We're thinking of calling it Brown Eye Blues with notable friends because some of the celebrities that I recorded with Ah. did not make it on this last album. So the record company's like, well, let's just use half the celebrities for this album and we'll put the other celebrities recorded on this one to actually give it more traction Mm -hmm. so more people around the world will, will listen to the album because... You know, this guy's on it or that guy's on it. Right. So, where do you get your play now? It used to be, you know, you oh, have it's, to call it's, ra- it's radio sta- blues stations around the world. Really? That's, it's that's, still the hardcore, ra- I mean, the brick and mortar blues but, stations? But, but yeah, and, and there's so many around the world that are actually powerful enough to support the blues festivals and the blues community. And penetrating that market is very difficult mm. because nobody helps anybody else out in that field. Right. Where I think the country people are a little more acquiesced to helping mm. one another out. Mm-hmm. It's a little kinder environment. But this environment's brutal because then, you know, you kill yourself to get in that circle, but then you're going to be touring around the country and the world, you know, maybe not in tour buses because the the money isn't as big as, say, the country market. Why didn't you? Have you ever thought about going country? Well, some of my songs are country. It's just I didn't market myself. I don't market myself. You don't want to leave what you know. Well, and and if one of these songs that I wrote, Prisoner of Love, I got tons of them that are on my albums. And... When I wrote these songs with Jeff Zobar, who wrote "Wind Beneath My Wings," he was he was said would call me and say, "You want me to pitch this to Jason Aldean?" And at the time, I would say to him, "No, no, let's see if I have a hit with it," you know, and because I was stupid. But now, in hindsight, if he did do one of my songs, that's fine, you know. You're just trying to to earn a living off your creativity, so. Uh, you learn, you live and learn. But sure, I got plenty of country songs on my albums, and that's why this whole genre thing is a bunch of bull crap. Yeah, you anyway. don't have to dig like, into like one. Led Zeppelin. They they didn't want to be categorized. You listen to any one of their records. There's every facet of music on their records. So when people said to them, "What do you play?" they would say, "We just play music." Yeah, you could categorize it if you want. But they have country, they have rock, they have heavy metal, they have funk, they do it all. So. I kind of laugh at all that because yeah. this categorization is like, it's so kind of demeaning to art. Well, that's good. I'm glad you explained that because yeah. I'll quit asking that question. Again, yeah. we're speaking with Jeff Pitchell. And if you want to check out his albums, his merchandise, his songs, his story, go to jeffpitchellofficial.com. And we're, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Those seem to be the flavors of the sure. month. Yeah. Yep. So check him out on Facebook and Insta and um, all of your upcoming dates. And again, you're going to be performing tonight, which is huge. So, yes. Um, are Fair- tickets still available? Yeah. Fairfield Theater. Uh, there's still tickets available. So come on down and meet B.B. King's 15th daughter and Steve Ray Vaughan's nephew. That guy was busy, man. 15th daughter. Yeah, he was. He was. He, <laughs> How he, many did he have? If she's the fifteenth, th- I think she's the baby. Yeah. She's the baby. She's the she's the she buck stops there. there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she'll tell you about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So, um, so what is your message to people out there? I mean, what's the experience that they would have when they come to see you? I mean, it's just you're in so many different venues, and it just music for me is a motivator. You mm. know, it's a life changer. So, you know, well, I mean, if you look at my Facebook, I wrote this song called Every Day 
And I kind of forgot about it. It was on an album I made with Jay Giles. And I was hired by James Woods to do the movie soundtrack of his movie, American Girl. Wow. And I went out to California and brought the script. Met, I met James Woods in California. He gave me the script. And I brought the script to Jeff Silbar, who wrote Wind Beneath My Wings, which he and I were going to write a, an album anyway for just an album for me. But, but this manager I had at the time convinced me to change that album's agenda to be the, the movie soundtrack. So we wrote all these songs for the movie, and the movie was uh, about a, a girl who was in Pennsylvania who joined the Marines. She was a beautiful girl, and she went to the war, war in Iraq and got her legs blown up, and she was a runner. And it was an inspiring movie about how she turned things around and married her high school sweetheart, and, 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 and James Woods played her father in the movie. And What's then the name of the movie? American Girl. Okay. And uh, the movie never came to fruition because Woods had a conflict with Jennifer Lawrence, who played his daughter, and the backers pulled out halfway. But the album still came out, and I still had permission to release the record. So I wrote this song with actually Gary Nicholson in Nashville called Every Day, and my daughter sang it at her graduation party to me the other oh, night. Oh, wow. And she said, that's my favorite song you ever wrote, and it made me start crying. Oh, I bet. And that song is really what my message of my music is, is, is like, is the glass half full, half empty? We have no choice. We have we, our music is to lift people up, and to make them feel good, and to bring a good vibe to the table with a lot of energy, and that's my message: is saying use the music to lift up, even if sometimes there's sad moments yep. in it. That's part of life too. But for my daughter to acknowledge me in that way, which my kids have always been very defiant about my career or whatever, which is their prerogative. We're never really that cool to our kids. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Yeah. Wow. What a blessing that is. It is a great motivator. I know, you know, I'll put it to clean my house. I put my favorite music on yeah, there. and Whatever you whatever have to it do. Is, yes. Whatever it is. And take the time and, and enjoy it. Well, Jeff Pitzel, you brought a lot of energy to this conversation. Thank I you. appreciate it. And I admire what you do. Thank you so and much. And I never say good luck. I always say continued success. Well, thanks you for know, having because me. Because that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, if there's people out there that need to book a big gig or a venue, <laughs> you know, Jeff's the best. So again, go to jeffpitchellofficial.com. Thank, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.